0: Welcome to Ujvala Radio, a show dedicated to love and passion and the power they have to transform our lives. Now, find a comfortable place to sit, relax, and enjoy the show. And now, here's Terry and Robin. Everybody. Good afternoon. Good morning. Good wherever in the world you are. This is Reverend Terry Power, and you are listening to Ujvala Radio on the Spiritual Unity Radio Network. And we are glad you guys are here tonight. So uh, settle in, let's have a let's have a talk about meditation. Uh, but before we do that, I want to introduce my amazing talented. Uh wonderful, beautiful. Um, how many adjectives can I look up? I'm gonna to have to get my thesaurus. Uh,
1: oh, hi
0: Robin. My wife, my, uh, my partner. Hi baby, how you doing?
1: Hi. I'm doing really good.
0: Yeah. Yeah, we were just uh just sitting here, we had a uh a birthday party here, so we were just uh, a big dinner and a cake and we were just sitting here going, Oh, should not have done that. Because, you know, yeah. we tell you guys, you know, not to do this. And then we, you know, every now and again, just like everybody in the world, we had a, gr- a crime against good sins. So.
1: Mm-hmm. It was delicious. We had um, rack of lamb and we had baked potato.
0: And we did have we salad. salad,
1: green salad. Did,
0: yep. Yeah, we we did have lots of greens, yep. so that you know that made it healthy. Yep.
1: And then we had a beautiful cake that Terry and I made. That was my mother's 79th birthday this evening, and we made a
0: happy birthday, Angie. Lemon
1: buttercream. Yep. We made lemon buttercream, lemon cake, with creme pat, which is like that pastry cream, and raspberry, fresh raspberry sauce. Uh, Center and it was it was fricking delicious with and you know put, decorated it with fresh raspberries.
0: So now you can understand why we had crimes against good sense. Um, oh yeah, I ate too much. But uh, what is it they say when you cut the cake, all the calories fall out? So that's at least not so bad, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, all the calories were on the outside of this cake. That lemon buttercream icing. Oh my gosh. It was good.
1: Yeah, it the was main, amazing.
0: By the way. Yeah. Yeah, we uh we made cream pat this afternoon. That was a ton of fun. Actually it was late morning. But anyway, we made cream pat today. It was great fun. And mm-hmm. now we're looking at uh new and interesting ways. I'm I'm picturing banana pudding. Uh just because, you know, that's one of my uh comfort foods growing up in the south. My mother mm-hmm. always made banana pudding. She had this hmm. I, I don't know. It was like face sized bowl. It was it was clear glass and she would start layering the uh uh vanilla wafers and uh pudding and bananas and vanilla wafers and then pudding and bananas, pudding, bananas, pudding, and then topped it, you know, ringed all the way around the outside uh was ringed with uh uh the vanilla wafers. So you look at the glass uh-huh. and you can see the vanilla wafers with the pudding mortar. Um, uh, you know, just like I said, one of my, one of the memories of my youth. And uh, so now that we know how to make creme pat, this is, uh, we're going to find new ways to use this. So, but anyway, enough about Robin's amazing cooking. And uh, let's remind everybody that they can call in tonight at six four six five six four nine seven one four, and if you uh, log into Blog Talk Radio and listen directly uh, through there, then you can also get into the chat room. Uh, you got to create an account, but it's free and nobody bothers you. I never get emails from them, and I'm a you know I'm, I'm one of the one of the show hosts, so but you can. Uh, Uh, Get in the chat room. Sometimes the chat room conversations can get kind of fun, and sometimes they're really quiet. So uh, you just have to log in and check it out and see. Uh, So anyway, tonight we are going to talk about meditation and uh, some simple ways to get started with meditation. But first, I thought we would talk about why you might want to uh, start a meditation practice. Now, if you've been listening to our show, you've heard us talk about the, uh, you know, the eight limbs of yoga, the Ashtanga Yoga as defined by uh, the Yoga Sutras by Patanjali. Uh The whole goal of the Yoga Sutras is to guide us toward a meditative state and achieve Samadhi, which is uh, the awareness that we are... One with the uh, universe, with our higher self, uh, referred to in uh, Vedic uh, philosophy and psychology as the Atman. And that's the goal of yoga. You know, asana practice, you know, stretching the hamstrings and all that kind of stuff, while certainly enjoyable and healthy, uh, is not the real point of yoga, uh, interestingly enough. That's so just one part of the practice that limbers up the body and prepares it to sit comfortably and begin to focus. So, uh, with that said, uh, meditation is just a focusing technique. You know, a lot of people think that it's you know all complicated and you know sitting in the lotus position and your hands on your you know on your legs and you're holding this you know mudra with each hand and uh, sitting there, you know, chanting or or just sitting quietly and staring at the end of your nose or something. And while there is some truth to that, that is not the only way, and it's certainly not the way you will first begin to meditate. And if you jump in thinking that I've got to do all of this, then you're going to put more stress on yourself, and you're not going to achieve that relaxed state necessary. You know, one of the first things you need to do if you're going to begin a a meditation practice is to find a quiet place in your home or a quiet place in nature. Um, I'm I'm already drawing up plans to put a platform on the hill behind our house so that I can sit out in the uh, nice weather And I might even put a small covering over it, so, um, you know, depending on the time of year, it gets kind of cold here in the winter. But uh, sit out on the platform and meditate in nature. So the locality doesn't have to be, you know, necessarily you have to set aside a whole bedroom and, and have all these props and all of this stuff. That's not really necessary. A quiet place where you can distractions, it can be a corner. maybe you've got a small altar to a deity that you work with. Um, you know corners make nice little places to put a an altar and you can have maybe a hanging, maybe a statuette of some sort or maybe not, depending on your spiritual path uh some you know some paths don't even really encourage. Uh, images of the divine. So whatever works for you, find a quiet place, uh, turn off the phone, uh, set your phone to vibrate and put it in another room, whatever it is that you can do to reduce distraction. And then you sit quietly in a comfortable position. You know, you don't have to fold yourself into a pretzel. I'm not even sure I could do lotus position right now. So... Uh, that's not absolutely required and I still meditate. Sometimes I'll go sit on a bench out in the backyard and look at the, look at the hillside and meditate. So, you know, geography and position is not the hot topic. Reducing distractions is the biggest part. And then quiet your mind. Um, But we'll come back to that. I've actually jumped a little bit ahead of where I wanted to be right now. I did want to talk about some of the benefits, some of the reasons that you want to do this. And there's a ton of scientific evidence that supports the idea that meditation can give you a sense of calm, balance. And how much balance do we need in this day and age? And peace, increase your overall emotional well-being. And Robin will tell you, if she probably has at some point, that if you've got your mind calmed and centered, your body will be healthier. It's just Absolutely that true. simple. You know, if you can calm your mind, get spirit connected to the divine, and then the body will take care of itself. I mean, you still got to feed it better than, you know, most Americans eat, including me. You know, we've changed our diet tremendously, uh, you know, based on what Robin's been learning in school. And it has changed, it's changed my life. You know, I'm not going to sit here and say, you should do this. No, I I did this. And it changed my life. You know, we've greatly reduced the amount of, of meat that we take in. Now we had the, you know, the, the lamb tonight, but you know it was actually a fairly small portion of lamb. Uh, the baked potato and the salad was the big bulk of the meal, and then of course the cake. But uh, <laughs> and, uh, cake. Um, so you know, just changing to a healthier diet, eating more leafy greens, all of that will help the body. But if you get your mind. Emotionally centered, calm, balanced, and at peace, uh, you'll you'll see a new perspective. Uh, stresses will be less. Uh, stressful situations that used to upset you, uh, you will see them from a new angle. Uh, somebody was upsetting me recently, and my wife reminded me that, um, you know, I'm representing this person. And, of course, he's a little upset if I'm not doing things the way he thinks I should because I'm representing him. And so it gave me a different look at that stressful situation. And I was able to listen to her because I'm finding ways to calm my mind.
1: And because Um, I'm always right.
0: (laughs) And because I'm finding ways to calm my mind. (laughs) 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 So – it will also help you building skills to manage your stress. Just having tools in your toolbox, uh, things that you, can, that you can do that will help you manage stress and detach from stressful situations that very often have nothing to do with us anyway. You mm-hmm. know, we, we spend a lot of time carrying rocks that other people give us. Uh, meditation will help us find ways to put down other people's rocks and free up that energy to move forward with our own lives. Um, Meditation and emotional well-being will also increase your self-awareness. It will assist you in focusing on the present. Wow, I still work on that one. Let's let's address that one for just a moment, because that is probably one of my biggest hang-ups is that, Someone will say something, and then I will spend hours thinking about what they said. What did they mean? Did they mean this? Or are they mad at me? Or are they going to go off and tell somebody else about it? And I spiral. Um, uh-huh. One of the first things in, in yoga, in the yoga sutras, I think it's the second sutra, is a yoga shittavritti narodaha. And that means, basically, that the mind will calm the thinking of the mind. But the thinking is actually, vrittis, is actually like whirlpools. And Patanjali was telling us that human beings will spiral off. We'll get it stuck. Our thoughts will get stuck in these whirlpools. And Again, I spent four hours thinking about something that had nothing to do with me. And none of what I was thinking was right. The person just simply meant what they said. And, um, you know, or you can be worrying about the future. You know, you've got a, a, a job interview. You spend, you know, hours worrying about it. Or you've got this appointment or that appointment, and you spend all of your time spiraling out of control about the past or spiraling out of control about the future and um, a, a counselor of mine, um, a friend some years ago told me that if I stand with one foot in the past and one foot in the future, all I can do is jump on the present. So um, that came up, that memory of that, of that conversation came up, uh, when I uh, 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 was thinking about uh, that second sutra and thinking about living in the moment, focusing on the present, Robin and I go for walks very many mornings. We will mm-hmm. head up toward the, uh, the game lands behind us, and we walk on these beautiful tree-lined street, Uh road, really. It's, you know. It's not even got a center line. It's just it's, it's enough pavement for, you know, hunters to get back to the game lands and the two or three houses that we pass. And it is stunning and beautiful in every season. I have taken to carrying my phone and taking pictures. Because taking a picture keeps me in the moment. I'm focused on what I'm seeing around me. And I'm taking that in instead of worrying about somebody said to me or this appointment coming up. I'm not successful every time. I'm working on it. I'm a work in progress, and I don't expect anyone you know, to, to you know, just practice and become you know, enlightened tomorrow. But the more I meditate, the more conscious I am. When my mind is spiraling out of control. And I now have tools to bring that back into, into check and ways to focus on the present. So uh, let's see. There's a whole list of things that I wanted to go over here. Uh, reducing negative emotions, uh, increasing imagination and creativity, increasing patience and tolerance now here's a big one. There's a bunch of studies that have shown that meditation helps us deal with medical conditions. Everything from anxiety to tension headaches can be in, can be improved by using meditation. There's even, you know, uh, Mayo Clinic studies that suggest that cancer outcomes are improved by people who meditate or in patients who meditate. There's more appropriately uh, worded um, anxiety, asthma, cancer, chronic pain, our pain tolerance and our reaction to pain um, is greatly improved by meditation demonstrated to help depression, heart disease, high blood pressure, irritable bowel syndrome, you see the list just keeps going on, Uh, sleep disorders, all of these can be improved by meditating, any kind of meditation practice. Um, So, you've hopefully been convinced that yeah, I should be doing this. Okay, so there are a few types of meditation. So meditation is kind of this umbrella term uh, that's used uh, to describe that relaxed state of of mind. And uh, there are several types and there are some relaxation techniques. And then there's some that actually go to uh, what Patanjali described in the sutras as meditation. But one of the first ways that people get involved in meditation, and I use this with a, a lot of clients, and I've been doing, um, uh, well, it's guided meditation. And I have been doing guided meditation now for uh, 10 years or so, and I have seen some pretty good results. I've seen people unlock uh, traumas, unlock uh the reasons for some of their actions in the present, finding what happened in the past. I've had a a couple of friends that have used um, guided meditations uh, that I have written and recorded for them uh, to um, enhance their uh, healing from surgeries and all kinds of um, amazing ways that you can use this. Now, a guided meditation, sometimes called guided imagery, uh, is a it, it, it just did it's a guided visualization. So the guide will, using their voice, direct you to think about, to visualize, to take a journey, and uh, as many of the senses as possible are incorporated into this, and you'll be led through this process by a a guide. Uh, you know, someone whose voice you can follow along. So that's guided meditation. Mantra meditation, joking about at the beginning of this, is sitting, you know, in the lotus position with your hands and the mudras and the, you know, thumb to your forefinger, whatever, and, you know, chanting. Well, that's actually not completely off the mark. Uh, mantra meditation is certainly a way of uh, focusing the mind. Remember, meditation is about focusing the mind and removing distractions. So if you are silently or, or, or quietly to yourself chanting a calming word or phrase, it will help prevent the, the distracting thought That are always trying to guide you to stay the same. And here's another tangent. I apologize. But it brings up up a point. The mind will try to keep you from changing. Our minds Mm -hmm. are comfortable where we are. And it takes a little bit of work to change the way you think. It's just, that's just what it is. The mind isn't lazy exactly, but it doesn't like to change. And so, you know, and it, it, and it doesn't like you to change your diet either. It doesn't like you to change your lifestyle. It's going to guide you back and try to trip you up and say, but you know that was the best lemon cake ever. And you know if you have one more piece, it will taste so good and you'll feel so amazing and just have one more piece. And your mind will do its best to try to get you to have another piece of cake. Your mind will try very hard not to let you focus. We are trained in the West to allegedly multitask. Multitasking is a farce, in my opinion, and it is the switching back and forth between multiple things, but we're not doing them at the same time. You know, it just—it's impossible to actually multitask. The mind cannot do two things at once. Um, but we're—we're we're trained in the West to have all of the stimulation and all of these thoughts and be doing this, and we've got to go here, and we've got to allegedly multitask, and da 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 da. And then we say we need to focus. <laughs>
1: <laughs> a lot of these big corporations yeah, right. over the last, a lot of these big corporations over the last few years have actually been funding studies that have proven that multitasking, rather than doing a, one linear task from start to finish, is less productive yep. overall than than multitasking so so what well i think i said that backwards linear doing one task linearly is more productive these studies have shown than the person who is multitasking doing many things at once you know it used to be 10 15 years ago they were wanting every all their employees to multitask 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 but now they're coming back to the idea that you should do one thing at a time and finish it and then move on to the next one interesting
0: No, it's absolutely right, you know, and that's why I said you know allegedly multitasking because we're not,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and we're not getting as much done and she's right, these studies have demonstrated finishing a finishing a task and getting it done and off your plate uh is more productive because you're less distracted and you 're focused on the task at hand. Meditation mm-hmm. will by the way, help you focus. <laughs> mm-hmm. And here we're back to where we were where we were mm-hmm. using a mantra using a mantra whether it's om or um typically you wouldn't want to t- you know to to chant just om um that's usually just for renunciates but that's another topic for another time um but some chant I'm going to let you in on a secret Hail Marys are a mantra. Anything that you say repeatedly to the point where it becomes ingrained into your mind and it wipes out all other thoughts and allows you to focus on what you're what you're chanting is a mantra. You know, it doesn't have to be Om Ganamate, Om you know, Gam Ganamate, you know, Ganapate, you know, Namaha. It doesn't have to be something like that. It can just be You know, a simple prayer, you can write your own. Whatever thought that you're trying to focus on, chant that. So anyway, that's mantra meditation. Then we get more into what we traditionally think of as meditation, and that's mindfulness meditation. And this is a way of increasing awareness and living in and accepting the moment, uh, in the the mindful meditation techniques, you will broaden your conscious awareness and you will start to focus on what you experience. It could be something as simple as focusing on the flow of your breath. it could be something as simple as looking at a an oil lamp uh, and we'll come back to that as well because that's really where I'm going to talk where I'm going to take the second half of the show. Um, so mindfulness meditation, it sounds like you're filling your mind, but you're actually focusing in on smaller and smaller pieces of the present. And you're letting other thoughts come into your head and then go away. So that's mindfulness meditation. A of other things. Now, I know people have heard of transcendental meditation, and that's a, a technique that I'm not going to say that I am – um, qualified to discuss I am familiar with it I have used some stuff From it But I would not say that I'm I'm ready to talk to you About Transcendental Meditation That's uh, A whole registered trademark And a whole Technique That um, it's out there It uses a mantra In a specific way uh, That's similar to uh, mantra meditation, but it, it, it's designed in a different way, and I'm not going to say much more than that. Um, yoga, and I say yoga, uh, but asana practice, moving and stretching, some people actually do achieve something resembling a meditative state while doing asana. Asana. Um, I do it because I like the stretching and I like the, uh, the workout. I do find myself more centered at the end of it, but I'm not sure that I classify that as, for me, a meditative practice. But some people do find a, um, a focus on the positions and the stretching and the movement to be a way of reducing distraction. And therefore, it does qualify as meditative. So um, the last thing in the way of techniques that I want to talk about, it will will maybe surprise some people. I know it will not surprise Robin. Qigong and Tai Chi are very slow motion Chinese martial arts. Really, that's what it comes down to—is it's karate slowed down.
1: Well, and, Qigong is the origin of healing movement, um, and it was taken forward by other people and sped up and um, used in a in a self defensive manner.
0: Yeah. Well so, once the muscle uh, memory is there, once the technique is there, then you can begin to speed it up and actually use it. but okay. and, and I agree, it's been taken forward from there. Um, but it is essentially martial arts slowed down. And I'm talking way slowed down. People of any age with almost any limitation can do some form of qigong or tai chi. They're subtly different Uh, But I think I can safely lump them together for the purpose of this conversation. And focusing on your breathing and your movement, uh, it, it helps with relaxation, and you get in the moment, and you are fully present. Doing these motions, controlling your breathing, you become... Uh, somewhat meditative In that you reduce distractions Do you see a theme here So just like asana practice Can become meditative So can qigong tai chi And you know The uh, Chinese you know Traditional Chinese medicine Moving techniques So mm-hmm. uh, So that is Kind of a recap Of the benefits Of why you want to do this Some of the methods of doing or the types of meditation, you know, again, guided meditation, mantra, mindfulness, uh, the Chinese Qigong or Tai Chi, transcendental or asana practice, all of these are different forms that can help you to achieve that focused, not distracted state of mind, And if you can get just that part present in the moment, not distracted state of mind, you will begin to already, that level, reap benefits, like we talked about at the beginning of the show. So what are some of the elements of meditation? Um, Different types of meditation will include some of these to greater or lesser degrees. But almost all things meditative are going to talk about focused attention. In fact, that's one of the eight limbs of yoga, according to Patanjali, is the focused attention. Now, that can be focusing on an object, image, a mantra, and as we've said before, even just your breathing. All right, then add to that an element of relaxed breathing. Slowly, deeply, evenly spaced breathing using the whole body, the diaphragm muscle, as well as the lungs. Really pulling in the air until your belly moves. You know, not just the shallow chest breathing that we do in the West. And the purpose of this is, first of all, you take in more oxygen. You reduce the use of the shoulder, neck, and upper chest while breathing so that you breathe more efficiently. If you breathe more efficiently, you bring in more oxygen, you bring in more oxygen, you wake up the brain. Cool, huh? All you have to do is breathe. You know, people will tell you all the time, calm down and breathe. Yeah, they're right. Uh, let's see another element, and we talked about this earlier as well. Find a quiet setting, remove distractions that you can control. Turn off the TV, turn off the radio, silence your cell phone, lock the door. You know, anything that you can do quieten your environment will help you in that quiet setting will help you to remove distractions and then you can start dealing with the mental distractions that we all are full of all those vrittis that are going to spiral us off in some direction the truth is that once you get more skilled once you get more practice you would be able to meditate anywhere. You would be able to sit on the ground in Times Square and meditate with all of New York City going on around you. It takes practice. But one of the cool things about it is once you reach that point, you could be stuck in a traffic jam, worrying over a meeting or a long line at the grocery store or whatever it is that's distracting you in the moment and causing you stress. You will be able to, in that moment, focus and achieve a meditative state without having to go through all of the other stuff. In the moment, you will be able to reduce your own stress, be more efficient, be a safer driver, be more efficient in that work meeting. Um, better deal with the situation at the grocery store and not worry yourself to death about something you can't control. I hate long lines at the grocery store. I always wonder why, you know, why they, you know, have these machines over there for self checkout. I want to deal with a person. And, but sometimes I have to wait in a a long line to do that. So uh, keep my mind on the idea that I'm, I want to have a human being to interact with then deal with that human being and not deal with the long line. Not be all wrapped up in the long line. I also hate traffic. Country where I do not drive, Robin drives.
1: This it's is true.
0: And 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 I admit this, I admit this readily. Stupid drivers make me crazy. And I one of the ways that I can reduce my stress is to not be not to deal with it. So I let Robin drive. So, uh you know all of these are things that we learn from you remember at the beginning I said that increasing self awareness is one of the benefits., oh, there we are, you know, as you become more aware of yourself, then you can begin to better deal with situations that arise, find ways to mitigate the stressful situation and Let's see, getting back on on task. um, Some other elements of meditation include finding a comfortable position. Mm -hmm. Um, Patanjali mentions asana one time, once in the entire yoga sutras. And it basically, he says something to the effect of, and I don't have the exact sutra in front of me, uh, or memorized, but it says essentially, sit down, shut up, and listen. I was I was with a with a teacher, uh, going over the uh, the sutras, and he told me, "Sit down, shut up, and listen" was one of the sutras, and that was the catchphrase for my radio shows before uh, we took the break at, when Robin had her accident. Mm-hmm. And I just I laughed out loud that Patanjali, you know, 300 A.D. or so, 300 to 500, depending on what experts you ask, the Yoga Sutras, and said, "Of asana, sit down, shut up, and listen." <laughs> cool. Um, <laughs> find a comfortable position. It doesn't mean that you have to sit in the lotus position. If you're not comfortable in the lotus position and can't sit there for 20 minutes, it's probably not the best pose. It's not the proper posture. Uh, Some people can actually meditate walking. Sometimes when I walk by myself, sometimes when I'm I'm outside uh, taking quiet time, I'm focusing on the moment and I'm walking at the same time. So, Meditation doesn't mean you have to sit down or cross your legs or anything else. You can sit in a chair and meditate. You can sit on a park bench and meditate. You can even lie down and meditate. There is not to fall asleep because in the West we're all sleep deprived. So if I lay down and get too comfortable, I might fall asleep. So, I'm conscious of that, and I try not to use that as a position for meditation. If you're well rested and you can lie down and meditate and focus for 20 minutes without having to, you know, without falling asleep, then feel free to use a lying down position. The idea is it just has to be comfortable in a position that you can hold. Because if you're focusing on your body, then you're not focusing on the present. You're not focusing your thoughts. If all you can think is my butt hurts or that, that, you know, my ankle's twisted or whatever, then you're not meditating. And then you have to have an open attitude. Let thoughts pass through your mind without judgment. Don't get mad at yourself because there's this thought coming in. That's what our mind does, it's, it's trying to guide us out of meditation trying to keep us the same. So don't get frustrated with it. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a parent. I have, have several children, and I have been raising children for most of my adult life, it seems. And I have learned to focus on a task, and if I am being distracted and I you know by a child, and I need to finish something, I'll say, hey, just a minute. I'll deal with that in a minute. Now, I hear you. I acknowledge you. Give me a minute to finish this. You know, that's perfectly legitimate parenting. Well, what if we did the same thing with our own thought? What if those distractions come in and, well, you know, do I have to pick the kids up after school? Or um, what about that meeting at work? Okay, I, I acknowledge you. I'll deal with you in a minute. Let me finish what I'm doing. And just set it aside and get back on task. Don't judge it. Don't get upset by it. Acknowledge it, set it aside, and stay focused. Is the single biggest trick to a beginning meditative practice? Is that open attitude, this non judgment of yourself and your thoughts? Because they're going to come in, you know. You know, what time do I need to start dinner? Uh, What time do I need to get in the shower to get ready for that uh, meeting or that class or that whatever appointment I have? You know, what time do I need to be ready to sit down in front of the radio, in front of the computer, and start the radio show? All of those thoughts are going to try to come in. Acknowledge them set them aside. I'll deal with you when I'm finished with my meditation. And you will find in a relatively short period of time those thoughts will be lessened and your focus will be deeper. It doesn't happen the first time. Well, I won't say it doesn't ever. There's some, you know, some people that are maybe in their, you know, millionth incarnation that are, you know, one, you know, heartbeat away from enlightenment, that may sit down to a meditation practice and pop, everything works. The rest of us <laughs> are going to have to work at it, you know, myself included. Um, so, these are some of the things that will assist you. Um, I want to come back to something I started, and i I've. I've begun that conversation here with the open attitude my favorite way to meditate when I have the time to you know set things aside is to sit with a lamp and I'm not talking about you know one of these fancy oil lamps with the twist up wick or anything like that. I don't like candles because they flicker and move around too much and it's actually harder to focus on it and to get the depth of the focus. What I find very useful, and this was something we stumbled across, actually, in an Indian food grocery or Indian grocery store in State College, Pennsylvania, they have little clay, looks like a little clay bowl, a very shallow bowl with a little, little, you know, like a pouring spout. And you get a cotton wick and you put liquid oil or ghee or even coconut oil would work because it will melt under the heat of the uh, flame. You stick a little bit of it up out of the spout, the pouring area, and you light it. And it gives you a long, slow, steady flame that will burn for hours and it is incredibly soothing, and it's incredibly still. I have seen very little flicker in these. It's not like a paraffin candle flame. It's a very still flame. Now, if all you've got is the, the candle, you can try putting one of those glass hurricanes over it, and that'll cut down on some of the flicker. But I love these oil lamps. They call them ghee lamps, G-H-E-E. Now, ghee, if you're not familiar uh, from previous shows is a uh, clarified butter product that's used in Indian cooking and all kinds of Ayurvedic cooking. So a ghee lamp is my favorite thing in the world to sit get a, a, sit on a cushion, uh, get a stool in front of me where the, the lamp is at eye level. Again, remove all the distractions that I can from my environment, the lamp. And look at nothing but the lamp. Don't look across the room, past the lamp. Don't look side to side. Don't look at the stool it's sitting on. Look at the flame. Breathe and look at the flame. Do I have to pick up the kids? I'll deal with you in a minute. What am I having for dinner? I'll deal with you in a minute. And focus on the flame. Believe it or not, the depth that you can achieve from that simple practice will give you many of the benefits that we talked about at the beginning of the show. Everything from, you know, new perspective on stressful situations, increasing self-awareness, focusing on the present, reducing negative emotions, reducing stress, finding new ways to deal with stress, Increasing patience and tolerance, increased imagination, increased creativity, task that's in front of you, all of this can be achieved by simply looking at that flame and reducing the mental distractions. Acknowledge it, set it aside, I'll deal with you after my after my meditation. Within a week, if you do this every day, within a week, you should be able to, you know, most people will find that they can go five minutes, ten minutes in that, that hyper-focused state, and you will begin to reap all of those benefits that we talked about as you continue to practice you will find that you can maintain that state for a longer period of time. And then you will begin to deepen your experience to the point where you begin to experience something that's described as the observer becomes the observed. And you realize that your highest self is looking back at you. And then the last stage of samadhi the observer and the observed become one and you achieve that moment typically of connection with the Atman with your highest self where you see that you are connected to every living thing on this planet and the depth of that experience is often hard to describe so that's your, uh, uh, that's your homework. Uh, we're nine minutes away from the top of the hour. So uh, that's your homework. Find a lamp or a candle. If you can find a ghee lamp, lamp, you can find them on Amazon. Uh, they're inexpensive. They're clay. Some of them are very pretty. Uh, I like the simpler ones because there's fewer distractions, right? It's you know, flowery and has all these patterns painted on it. Well, I'm going to be looking at the pattern instead of looking at the flame. So simple unfinished clay once fired and, you know, soak it overnight in water, fill it up with oil, drop a wick in, light it. It is an amazing experience. So find yourself a light, a flame, a small flame to meditate on and, uh, Find your quiet space. Sit with it as close to eye level as possible. Sit comfortably and focus on the flame and see how far that takes you. And you can call in to 646 uh, 564 uh, next week and talk about your experiences and ask me any additional questions. Oh, so,
1: well, that's a great idea.
0: Because I think we're going to uh, spend a few shows coming up uh, looking at different meditation techniques. Uh, We're going to talk more in depth about uh, the Yoga Sutras and uh, Vedic uh, philosophy and Vedic psychology. And we're going to talk more about guided meditations. I'm putting together a series of guided meditations uh, specifically for removing obstacles and improving your life. Uh, that we'll be uh, talking about uh, in the coming weeks, and you'll start seeing that show up on the website. So make sure you go to ujvalaayc.com That's U-J-J-V-A-L-A-A-Y-C.com. You can also find us on Facebook, uh, Ujvala Ayurveda and Yoga Center is the Facebook page. Uh, go to the Facebook page and like us, Go to the website, UjvalaAYC.com, and at the bottom of the page, you'll see a uh, sign-up form uh, so that you can uh, sign up and become a friend of Ujvala, and that will get you on the mailing list so that you can get notifications about upcoming shows uh, any upcoming projects that we've got, I know that we're going to be doing a workshop on uh, introducing to Ayurveda. Uh, it's going to be about an hour and a half-ish, maybe two hours uh, program. We're going to be doing that on Zoom so that we can still maintain our you know safe space during the COVID nightmare and, or the current unpleasantness, um, however you want to uh, refer to it. But during this time period, we're going to uh, reach out with uh, online workshops, and so we'll be having one of those coming up, and if you're on the mailing list, you'll get an opportunity to hear about those that are coming up, Uh, any appearances. We've been in a couple of workshops um, uh, with Robin's Cooking, and I've been doing guided meditations to open and close a couple of workshops uh, that other people were doing including a cleanse weekend at uh, Yoga Veda Institute. And let's uh, see, as long as you're on the website and we're talking about Yoga Veda Institute, that's the, that's the institution of learning where Robin is become an Ayurvedic practitioner and I am working to become a um, Vedic psychologist, basically. Uh, Vedic psychology, it's going to be a certificate-level class, but uh, whereas hers will be a a little bit bigger uh, diploma level. But all of these classes are very available to people. So if you go to our website, look at the top, and you'll see a link for the – or a page, a tab that says links, or YVI links, Yoga Veda Institute links. Uh, You can go directly to it. ujvalaayc.com slash ybi links and it will take you directly to a page that has several of the programs uh, that we're studying the one I want to draw your attention to is the sister science program now sister science refers to the sister sciences of Ayurveda and yoga and how they fit together and complement one another Two-week introduction to Ayurvedic practices and lifestyle. Uh, it touches on some yoga. The idea here is it's just an introduction. At the end of that two-week program, it's completely free. At the end of that program, and you you say to yourself, "Man, I want to do this. I want to be a practitioner, or I want to get into you know this depth of yoga." Well, you can certainly go from the Sister Science Program into uh, any of the other programs. You might complete the Sister Science Program and say, man, I really want to find someone to work with me. I want to make some changes in my life, but I want to find a practitioner. Well, you can certainly come back to us at that point, and we will help you either become the practitioner you you need or help you find the person you need to work with if it turns out we're not the right people. The Sister Science program is such a great introduction and I encourage you uh, to go to ujvalaayc.com go to the YVI links tab and take the Sister Science while you're there, check out some of our offerings and also sign up for the um, mailing list so that you can get emails uh, telling you what's coming up. Uh, let's see, we're about two minutes from the top of the hour, so Robin, please jump in and take a minute or two to, to say your thoughts on the evening.
1: Oh, I am I just wanted to say you did a really good job. I sort of just let you run with this tonight because I know this is your topic of you know speciality, so I was listening and learning uh, along with everybody else, and I really enjoyed it, and I look forward to Seeing everybody Wednesday nights in my Inspire class, and uh, where we talk about all things uh, about how to improve your life with the with yoga and asana and philosophies of yoga and meditation, and, um, and it's free. So I uh, hope uh, you all can check that out at ujvalaayc.com, our website, and join us there as well.
0: Yeah, Yep, there's a tab at the top for Inspire, which is her free Mm -hmm. group, and I apologize for not making a bigger deal of it tonight. No, that's
1: fine.
0: Certainly should have. Um, Wednesday night,
1: 7 o'clock?
0: Yep. All right, so uh, we promised to try our best to end at 10 o'clock so that our East Coast listeners that are following an Ayurvedic practice can get to sleep by 10-ish. And... uh, So, uh, thank you, everyone, for listening tonight. Thank you, Robin, for being my partner. Mm. Uh, You know, thank you especially to our East Coast listeners. Uh, Ayurveda says we're supposed to be in bed by nine and asleep by ten, except on Tuesday night when you're listening to our show. So,
1: um,
0: (laughs) thank thank you all uh, around the world, and we do have listeners in uh, South America, in Australia. Uh, so it's very nice to know that we're um, are, we're getting the message out. So, um, thank you. Have a great week, and I guess all that's left to say is have a week filled with love and with wonder. Good night, Namaste, and blessings. Good night.